Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. Woo! This week on Collected Sorceries, Ethan Shell. Howdy. Jay. Hello. And John Stamos. What, what? Oh, I miss respectability and the milkman and the paperboy evening TV. Whatever happened to Lori Laughlin? Don't ask questions. This week on Magic the Gathering is Collector Sorcery's Magic the Gathering podcast. We're going to do fan casting. We're going to fan cast the Russo Brothers Magic the Gathering animated series they're making for Netflix. Netflix, what a series. What a show. You got Black Mirror, you got... Orange is the new black. They love things that are black. Yeah, Netflix. Woo, yeah. Oh, uh, so that's what we're gonna do. The Russo brothers, famed directors who have uh, worked on Community, worked on Avengers, worked on Captain America: Civil War, Civil War. They have a very, very broad and impressive resume, and now they're making a Magic the Gathering animated series for Netflix. Get hyped. And we're gonna fan cast it. Ethan, why don't you start us off? What's the first thing we're gonna fan cast? The first thing I got is, uh, for voice direction, uh, Andrea Romano, get her out of retirement, uh, for the animation team. Well, uh, well, let's go uh, one at a time. Okay. We're going to do voice okay. directing. Okay. If you have Andrea Rao as your voice director, Jay, who do you have as your voice director? Yeah, I'm more of a casting actors because they look like people sort of person. I'm not entirely certain who I'd pick as a voice director. All right. Not entirely certain. We've got Andrea Romano, one vote. Not entirely certain, another vote. And I, of course, am going to say, fuck that. We're the casting directors. We're the voice directors. That's the point. That's this what... is the point of the fantasy. Why would we put somebody in this who takes our job away from us? It doesn't make any sense. This is what we're doing. We are the voice directors. Hence, hence the asterisk next to her name. Man, if I had a nickel for every engineer who designed the machine that replaced him. Oh, what a time to be a voice director. <laughs> uh, for the animation team, I've chosen Rough Draft Korea because they've worked on Adventure Time, Gravity Falls, Avatar The Last Airbender, a bunch of big stuff, uh, Futurama. Futurama? So yeah. do you feel that their animation style would particularly suit Magic the Gathering, or did you just pick your favorite animation studio, Ethan? Um, they were allowed a lot of leeway when working on Avatar, and it came up. They came up with some very original stuff. Original. Uh, so I have a feeling like uh, it could be. It could work. I suppose that's my my vote. Is it could work? It could work. One vote for Rough Draft Korea. It could work. Jay, do you have an alternate vote for yeah. Animation Team? I think it's a reasonable choice, though I'd be more interested in discussing. So, is this show going to be CGI animated? Or more traditional cartoony animation. I believe it's going to be more traditional, but I'm not positive on that. That's that's my my guess is it's probably. I know the Jurassic Park series they're doing is going to be CG, but that doesn't mean anything. It could be it's a completely different project. Yeah, um, like like a Cartoon Network show or a We Bear Bears, which is I guess Cartoon Network or a lot of the you classic know, animation. Yeah, a a two D, you know, mostly you know two D. More on, anime on a, on a computer. Less Western. <laughs> Uh, 
Where Western and anime maybe bridges. Maybe a fusion. Avatar which, The Last Airbender. I don't Asian even, content. Western animators. I don't think fusion is still a term that's run around, but... Hey, man, I'm a Steven Universe fan. Fusion's always close to my heart. Fusion is just a normal yeah. word. Uh, uh, yeah, a word that uh, at one point described a melding of American and, or Eastern and Western comic styles, but I don't know if anyone used it outside of Christopher Hart, who has written probably... You know, every how to draw manga book out there. Let me tell you, many, many people have used the word fusion in many contexts. What about Piccolo? Exactly. Piccolo fused Goten and Trunks made Gotenks. Great fusion. Kind of a dick. The idea that there's separate art, that there's like distinct separate Eastern and Western art styles totally ignores the differences between individual artists. I was going to say, that term is pretty old. I'm just saying. I said Christopher Hart. That should tell you how old the term fusion is. I'm just saying it's a reductive view of the. artistic styles that and we see we have one vote for reductive rough draft korea one vote for fusion is reductive and my vote is of course for a collaboration between disney toon studios japan and disney toon studios australia Ooh, animators yeah. of such films as aladdin and the king of thieves so what you're saying is get as many disney animators as we can to make sure none of them are from north america i approve of that yes <laughs> I'm taking the B teams that people don't appreciate, but are really good. What's like, wasn't Shrek... There was a slight problem with Return of Jafar, because they had no time and no budget, didn't know what they were doing. But King of Thieves, they brought it back. (laughs) Wasn't Shrek, like, the gulag at one point of, like, Disney movies? Like, if you misbehave working on, like, The Lion King? No, because Shrek was made by DreamWorks specifically as a shot at Disney. Okay. That's true. They they have a, a part of it that is directly mocking the It's a Small World ride, man. They do. Okay. Yeah. Am I thinking of... What, what movie am I thinking of? Uh, Shrek was made that by... That would be uh, like the gulag that you would get sent to work on. Uh, I don't know. I uh-huh. think being an animator who works for uh, Disney... Yeah. Not many jobs I could imagine that would be that bad. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, talk about having somebody over a barrel. So why don't we move on from discussing the... Animation. History of animation. Let's move on from Jeffrey Katzenberg to music. Who do you want to do the music for this series? I have uh, three picks. Three picks? The first one is... Awfully audacious of you, but we'll go with it. I mean, they're not necessarily things our listeners would agree with, but I have Christopher Ting... With an asterisk because Christopher I think he's re- Ting. retired. He's retired, much like Andrea Romano. Uh, who did the Christopher Ting? Who did the music on Futurama? Futurama. Uh, I have Brad Breek, who did the soundtrack for Gravity Falls. Which oh, is Gravity great. Falls! And I have the Goats, which is a a Magic the Gathering themed band. Oh, Magic the Gathering themed band, very appropriate for the project. Yeah. I like some of these ideas, even if some of them are retired. And some of them are a little weird. But it's okay, we can make it work. Jay, do you have an alternate vote for music? I have two choices. Two choices. Firstly, I I think we need to acknowledge that, uh, you know, Hans Zimmer would be great for this. Nice epic scores for an epic magical adventure. Jay, I'm not going to lie to you. My vote was for Hans Zimmer. (laughs) Sweet. It so, really was. Okay. So that was my choice. There Two votes for Hans Zimmer. There we go. Hans Zimmer. Who was your other choice? We can go back to Hans Zimmer, but I'm interested. Oh, I, I thought maybe if, if we're talking a movie to sound uh, set scores, uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Danny he Elfman. He gets a yeah. lot of work, but he could really yeah. bring the whimsy to magic. If it was a Lorwyn Bay show, oh, he man. would be oh, the man. guy. He did Danny Elfman the, would he, be fascinating. He did do the score for The Simpsons, which is he did. the right amount of whimsy. He did. He also yeah. the score from Men in Black, one of my favorite yes. movies. And you know when Power Glove covered the Simpsons theme, you know who sang the vocal part? Danny Elfman. 
No, it was oh. Tony from Sonata Artica. <laughs> oh, and, fun and fact. None of the members of Oingo Boingo then. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> they were busy at the time. Danny Elfman was a hot commodity in the 90s. He's been a hot commodity most of the last three decades. Yeah. And it's understandable why. He's a great, got great, great style. How come he wasn't in Lord of the Rings? Um, He's of, of, of the elder race. Oh, was that an elf joke? What? No. Dude, dude, that's racist. Not all elves know each other. Not all elf mans are elf mans. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. What's your favorite Hans Zimmer score? There's only one wrong answer. Oh. Men in Black? Men in Black is an acceptable answer. <laughs> I... I like. I read an awesome story about how he did the soundtrack for. I think it was the second Pirates of the Caribbean, where he took the whole orchestra, and just like when he mastered it, he played he played that whole orchestra out of like a tiny Marshall combo, and then used that. The second Pirates of the Caribbean is an acceptable answer. Okay. So what's the wrong answer? The wrong answer is the Dark Knight. Okay. People oh. were oddly fascinated with the Dark Knight's score, and as much as I understand why people love that movie, that is oh. not. The best Hans Zimmer score by far. It's probably 15th or lower. Definitely not top five. My personal choice is going to have to be Prince of Egypt. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. damn good music right there. Um, I, I just thought of another entry, which is Harry Gregson Williams, who did uh, The Rock, Shrek, uh, Snake Eater. And we've already established MGS. that Hans Zimmer wins this, man. Stop talking about other things. I do like Harry Gregson Williams a lot, but I think Hans Zimmer oh, yeah. is our collective choice. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, probably a lot of suggestions. There's going to be a lot of, uh, and it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway and directly contradict myself. If you, the listener at home, have ideas, feel free to comment. Send them in. Because I believe we will have a comment section. We will have a comment section. Do we have an email that people could email? Do we have a Twitter that people could follow? Uh, those are in the works. Do we have any kind of social media at all? We may not right now, but I'll tell you what. I'm willing to bet before this episode airs, Al have put some together and we'll edit that in. There's a real, real loss of oversight here, but we're going to edit it in or possibly have the social information in the show notes on the website. To quote, two. To quote Kevin Pollack uh, when he started his chat show, we're not ready. <laughs> to quote Kevin Pollack, let's move on. What's next? Uh, we're Now we're casting voices for the Gatewatch. Casting voices for the Gatewatch! Is, we've moved on to characters. Characters! Yeah. I love characters. The Gatewatch USA, is, we have characters. The Gatewatch is the Magic the Gathering equivalent of the Power Rangers. The, the oh, Super I'd Friends. Say, I'd say the Justice League, but the Gatewatch is nowhere near that cool. Oh, wow. Also, like the Power Rangers, the Gatewatch is explicitly color-themed, so I think it's a much better uh, comparison. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Without, without saying numbers, I am old enough to remember season one Power Rangers. Without saying numbers, I am upwards of 97 years old. And remember, well, the, uh, the leader of the Power Rangers is always the Red Ranger. So, while not the ostensible leader of the Gatewatch, we'll start with the Red member, Chandra Nalar. Chandra Nalar! Uh, Let's give some people some information about Chandra Nalar if they don't know who Chandra Nalar is. She's fiery. She's uh, fiery. Impulsive. She's the leader. She's impulsive. She's wields fire magic she wields fire magic she likes chaos liable to set things on fire liable to set things on fire a lot of fire going on here and ask questions if she gets around to it in the words of wild wild west shoot first shoot later and then maybe when everybody's dead ask a few questions yeah shonda was the first red uh, planeswalker printed if i remember correctly 
And even if not, she's certainly the most iconic. Red as a color is all about anger, rage, and burning things, and Chandra has had a character arc which has moved away from anger and rage, but stayed very good at burning things. She's also the focus of the current uh, set, and she's the character who's shown in the teaser artwork for the new animated series, so she's the only one of the characters we're about to talk that we're absolutely certain will actually be in it. What I'm hearing is, if they were the mystery men, she would be the Mr. Furious. Or Mrs. Furious, or the bowler. There was no Mrs. Furious. Oh, that's true, yeah. In the movie, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read much of the comic. Yeah. The bowler? Possibly the bowler. But she's also the leader, so possibly the Sphinx. Yeah. And, and There's so, a lot of people so from Mystery Men. Chandra Lar could be. Yeah, the Sphinx and Mystery Men would just be a Sphinx. In, in the Magic the Gathering continuity. I was just thinking Mr. Furious is angry and her arc is about anger and letting yeah. go of her anger to utilize her anger in a positive way, much like Mr. Furious. Indeed, but Ben Stiller would be a terrible choice for Chandra Daylar. Because he's a man! Right. And she's a woman! And you can't have opposite-sex people play opposite-sex people. That never happens in animation. Let's go talk about Ash from Pokemon or Goku. <laughs> Actually, I was just referring to the fact that Ben Stiller is a terrible actor, but sure, uh, go with that. Ben Stiller is a fantastic director. I mean, he made he, the Cable Guy. I mean, yes, he is. If he's, he's, just, an, if he's, he's a good person, I think then we sort of break even. Dude, he's funny, too. He's in some of my favorite films. I uh, just don't think he'd be right for the part. Zoolander. Oh, oh, that's fair. All right, who is right for the part? Who's right for the part of the fiery, chaotic, anger-harnessing Chandra Nalar? Well, this is based partially on looks, personally, but I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Really good in the role. Yeah. Yeah, I was racking my brain trying to think of, like, red-headed live-action Chandra actresses, and all I could come up with is Felicia Day, which is sort of like the meme. Ethan answer. says, Felicia Day. I'm open to, you know, a lot of other Jay says, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Well, I mean, I know she's got some chops. I she mean, does. From some of the first movies I saw her in back in the day, with Scott Pilgrim, to some of the work she's done more recently. I mean, her turn in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane was great. She's really got some range. John Goodman was there. Speaking of whom, John Goodman. Definitely oh, no. need to fit him in here somewhere. Oh, we will. We've got one <laughs> yeah. for Felicia Day, one for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and my vote is Bryce Dallas Howard. From I think she's very underrated. Probably. Most recently, most people would know her from Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Daughter of Ron Howard. You know, I can see where you're coming from, and we know she can do angry. She's done angry very well in some of her films. She has. She has. I think she's a very underrated actress. Oh, right. I don't, I'm not connected to your, to your whiffies. You're not connected to my whiffies. We'll, we'll do that later. We'll uh, do that later. One for Felicia Day, one for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and one for Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Who do you at home want to see play Chandra Nalar? Who's next? Uh, Gideon Jura, who's Gideon Jura, often known as Chad, because if you look up a picture of him, and, I, and we mentioned this uh, earlier, uh, he looks like Chad. He looks like Chad, which means possibly a different implication in Britain. Which, we'll find out later. We, uh, that's Chav with a V. No, we, uh, sorry, uh, uh, that's not what I was talking about. Oh, oh, but sorry. good okay. to know where your mind's at. Okay. That said, um, it is worth noting that the character we pair, the actor we pick, has to look probably at least a little bit like a Chad and needs to be able to say the word bro. Needs to be able to say the word bro. Oh. At least completely seriously. Completely serious use of the word bro. Somebody who looks like a Chad and has to completely seriously use the word bro. Who are our votes for Gideon Jura? I think we had Jason Momoa at one point. Jason Momoa at one point is one vote. I could see Jason Momoa. 
Um, Though I mean, if we're talking, like, yeah. if we're talking about huge beefcakes who can definitely pull both being serious and a bit of an airhead, I'd say Chris Hemsworth is uh, really in yeah. there. Maybe a little old for the role, but I really like that choice. I yeah. like Chris Hemsworth a lot. That's a good choice. We've got one for maybe Jason Momoa. One for Chris Hemsworth. And my choice is, there's only one man I think of when I need somebody to seriously use the term bro, and that is Vince Russo. Oh, Vin, not, not Mark Yeah, Sing- I can oh. see it. Uh. Vince Russo, if we're looking for somebody who looks like a Chad and is younger, maybe not correct. But he, no one masters the word bro like Vince Russo. Nobody has the confidence to pursue things that really shouldn't be pursued. He put Judy Bagwell on a forklift in reality. Just think of what he'll do in animation. Yeah, that's that's what we would in the business call powerful magic. And speaking of the boundaries between reality and animation, the next planeswalker we've got to deal with is the blue mind mage, master of illusion, Jace Bellerin, otherwise known as the most hated man in Magic the Gathering. The most hated man, master of mind illusion. And who says there's no connection between wrestling, pro wrestling, and Magic the Gathering? There's tons of connection. Vince Russo's in it now. Uh. It's worth noting that Jace Bellerin is a fan favorite and is also popularly hated on by certain segments of the fandom. I think some of those segments might be here today. (laughs) I don't like him. He He doesn't like him. One, J.J. does not like Jace. He's he's blue and he's very good at what he does. He's blue and he's very good at what he does. That makes him also disliked because he's really, not in a Wolverine sort of way. Dude, part of his power is literally being smug. Yeah. Somebody who's blue, really good at what they do, and are smug, makes illusions. He helps you draw cards in blue when blue doesn't really need help drawing cards. Who would help you draw cards? Yeah, Jace Balaran. Jace Balaran, but who's going to play Jace Balaran? Anybody have any votes? Uh, I know that Ryan Reynolds can do dramatic, and he can also do insufferable. Ryan Reynolds can definitely do dramatic. See, now, likewise, when I think of uh, folks who can totally manage the... You know, there is no spoon thing. I'm yeah. thinking Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves would be good interesting choice. And probably not insufferable, actually, because it's hard. It's hard to look at Keanu Reeves and and you know be suffering. Quite possibly, I think some people might disagree, particularly yeah. with younger Keanu Reeves. But certainly, as he ages, Keanu Reeves only grows more powerful. Yeah, and he's according to the internet immortal, along with John Mulaney. Uh, was it Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I think John Mulaney, Tilda Swinton. Uh, yeah. There's there's a, there's a list. Uh, there's a list. Jace, uh, Jace Bellerin. Jace Bellerin. Yeah. Uh, One vote for Ryan Reynolds. One vote for Keanu Reeves. Uh, what do you think? Who's who's good? Who do you know that's good at being you know illusory and smug? And... Who's illusory, smug, oh, blue, and, hates his, hates and good job. at their job? Hates, hates his job. But oh. hates their job. Yeah. It's obviously Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith, yeah. clearly, all those things at this point. Will Smith could play a great uh, Jace Blaren, actually. Because it's, it's one of those things where, like, like, it wouldn't be jarring, you know, canonically if he was, you know, looked different. Much no. like with Nick Fury. It's Beautiful like, thing is we're casting an animated series. Yes. That's, yeah, that's Something true. Something that, as uh, progressive episodes go on, you don't seem to understand. Um... Who, who, animated series. Well, we I, don't have to see these I people at any point in time. I understand a lot of things. 
I mean, a big talk coming from me, Mr. I cast actors who look like them. But, you know. Well, that's, that's it's a one thing to have inspiration from the look. It's another thing to actually consider what they're it, going to physically look like be, while they're performing an animated character. Between our collective prowess... Unless they're Mark Hamill. I was going to say, between all three of us, I think we're just about ready. Though... One last uh, suggestion. Oh, man, if we're Mark talking Hamill, about guys though. who look like they have so much fun when they're voice acting, who could also manage to be both insufferable and have a really deep, commanding voice? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch definitely deserves consideration. Oh, I never even Benedict thought of Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch Cumber- definitely smog. does smug well. And smog. And I, I, smog honestly, well. I never thought of uh, uh, Remington Blunderbuss. If there's one person who does mind illusion and smug, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, Rumblestatch, uh, Clumberpudge, uh... Blamberton Clamberstash. Okay, okay, we get it. He's got a funny name. Speaking of people who have funny names, the next planeswalk on our list is Nissa. Nissa. Nissa Rivane. Yes, who shakes the world among other things. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Nissa shakes the world. We could have fun with this one. So Nissa is an elf. Her character is based around being an elf and being close to nature. Her character arcs have been about being an elf and being close to nature. Her interests include nature and elfy things. Nature and elfy things. Bachelorette number three. What I'm saying is she's not particularly well developed, but I mean, she's a green planeswalker. She casts creatures and turns them sideways. She casts the man. She casts the critters and turns them sideways. She shakes the world. And candy comes out. With her nature power. It's a pinata. The whole world's a pinata now. So who who can do who know, can do Nissa aloof and connected to nature? I'll put my vote forward first this time for okay. a change of pace. There we go. I'm voting for Zoe Zeldana. Ah, uh, Zoe Zoe Saldana from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avatar. And Avatar. She's been yeah. in a many things. She's and a bunch of other stuff. A bunch of other. Those stuff. are the She's two that I know. Very prolific. Though I don't need to tell you she's very prolific since she's in the highest grossing movie of all time. And also in the second highest grossing movie of all, of all time. time. And most likely the third highest grossing movie of all time. There's a theme here. Zoe Zalanya is where the money is. Put her in this show. <laughs> and, and, and it's worked, I think, because they have good people otherwise. Wow! That's really <laughs> offensive to Zoe Zalanya. <laughs> Well, no, what I mean it's is... Wor- Zoe does not your <laughs> movies work mostly because they have good people otherwise. Sorry, I, I said that wrong. Uh, unlike Johnny Depp or ScarJo, like, I guess I'll call it out specifically. Um, I, I, like, I like both of those actors. So do I, I like both of those actors, too. So do I. So, moving on to my suggestion... Yeah. Yes, your suggestion for Nissa. Before this gets embarrassing. Uh, I'm going to say Kristen Bell... I think would do would do good for this oh, because Nissa is uh, notable. She doesn't talk a ton. She tends to be very bubbly and cheerful when she does talk. At least that's the impression I got from reading that War of the Spark novel. Mm, now, there's yeah. a thing. Sparky. That that it, that is a book. Flavor. Yeah. Mixed opinions yeah, on about. the book. Yeah. One person thinks it is a book, which obviously means he thinks it's horrible. Well, I, I haven't read it, so I can't. I have. I haven't read it, so I can't definitively say it's horrible. Oh. But I've heard from a person who read it that it's not super great, or it's the worst book you've never read. Um, oh, no, no, there, is, there are worse books I've never by, read. That no. is definitely by Dostoevsky. That man has written some terrible books that no one's ever read. Yeah. Have you ever read Atlas Shrugged? Eh? 
No, no, I, I, I've read Anthem. That's the extent of my Ayn Rand reading. Well, there and you go. You have a whole collection of books you've never read that are obviously the worst books you've I've ever read. I've read precisely, I have a big library. I've read precisely half of it. And speaking of terrible Roughly. evil, the last colored member of the Plains of Gatewatch <laughs> yes. is the Black Planeswalker, Liliana Vess. Liliana Vess. I actually have three picks, but they're all based on being it being animated. So I'll, I'll let you guys, one of you, lead. Who wants to? Well, let's let's tell the people who Liliana Vess oh, is. Yeah. Let's give them a description. So let's paint up word picture. Right. So in your head, in your head, you're going to imagine a lady necromancer. Join us and now, enjoy a lady necromancer. If you are of the target age group of for Magic the Gathering, I want you to put about four times as much clothing on her. Four times as much clothing. Put it on her. Okay. That's what she looks like. That's Pale, what she looks like. Pasty, dark hair, emotional issues. Pale, pasty, dark hair, emotional issues, reminds me of my ex-wife. Oh, she's also a manipulative asshole. Manipulative asshole, reminds me of my ex-wife. Uh, also, uh, Liliana, untouched by death. And players. She's had some cards that weren't great. She's had some cards that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, whether or not she'll be a positive character in this animated series is interesting, because the last place we left in canon was her being an irredeemable douchebag and murdering countless innocents to save her own life. Wow, what an ending. Yeah, she's, she's, she's kind of a dick. Yeah. But uh, that said, we won't won't let that rub off on our choice of actresses. Certainly not. Just no. because you play an evil person doesn't mean you are an evil person. Yeah, look at Danny DeVito. <laughs> look at Danny DeVito indeed, Ethan. Collected Sorceries is a publicly funded for-profit operation. If you would like to donate to Collected Sorceries, please send $5 in a non-marked envelope to Parts Unknown. Collected Sorceries, your $5 will earn you a tote bag. The tote bag, the FDA has not approved it, as far as I know. But there have been some studies that have shown that this tote bag may be as comfortable and good at social comfort as the average pet. Collected Sorceries, if we get your $5 tote bag today. We now return to Collected Sorceries, where we're discussing Liliana Vess. Tell me about Liliana Vess. She's evil. She likes to kill people. Yeah. Who do you want her to be? What do you want her to be? How do you feel about her today? A little bit of clarification so we don't get too much hate mail. She's kind of a dick, but she's not overtly evil. She's supposed to be with the good guys. Personally, I don't think that works, given how many innocent people she's murdered. But, you know... Fandom's gonna fan. She's like the non-chill version of Vegeta. Yeah, except with Vegeta, anytime he murders a stadium full of people, you can just wish him back at the end of the season. That's true. Yeah. The people she kills are dead forever. Well, I mean, undead a few minutes later. She is a necromancer. Dead forever. (laughs) Ain't ain't no Dragon Balls on Ravnica, man. (laughs) There are no, confirmed, no Dragon Balls on Ravnica. So, this woman who murders innocent people, but everyone likes anyway... Who you're imagining with four more layers of clothes than usual. Who would you like to voice her in the Russo Brothers Netflix animated Magic the Gathering series? I have a couple of picks. Tell me. Tell me your couple of picks, My couple of picks are uh, Olivia Olsen. Olivia Olsen. From Adventure Time. Of course. Everyone knows Olivia Olsen. Uh, Who can do... She can do conflicted, you know, good, evil, conflicted. Uh, I have Brina Palencia of... Honestly, I can't remember, but I wrote it down at the time. Brina Palencia. Brina Palencia. It's a voice actress. A voice actress she is. 
Um, I believe she's worked on a lot of Funimation stuff. I think she's in their stable. Yeah, okay, with, that's along fair. With Kyle Haber and oh, Mon- Kyle Haber, of course, yeah. and Monica Rial, also sometimes known as Money, 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 and Jessica Strauss. More with, money, more problems. Uh, I'm trying to remember where Jessica Strauss is. Jessica from. Strauss, Olivia Probably. Olsen, Brina Palencia, and Jessica Strauss. We're pulling out the big guns they're, for Liliana Vest. They're recognized names. Uh, speaking of big guns, I'm going to go with, uh, if we want ladies who can play absolutely terrifying, uh, I'm going to go with Kate Blanchett. Her Galadriel was horrifying. Oh, yes. oh, Kate Blanchett. That's an interesting and inspired choice. I very much enjoy it. I could see her being very terrifying, but also technically relatable. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, so two votes for Kate Blanchett. Two votes for Kate Blanchett, apparently. One vote for Olivia Olson, one vote for Brina Palencia, one vote for Jessica Strauss, and my vote goes to Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, man. I could see it. Yeah. She does very scary, but yeah. also very relatable and sweet sometimes. Helena yeah. Bonham Carter has range. She's often asked to play the same characters, but it's been proven she has range when we require it of her. She can do crazy. Well, I would hope Sweeney so. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> and, I mean, she can do petulant and shrieky, too. She which can. definitely be appropriate for Liliana, given some parts of her character. Oh, man. That's just a fun description of Liliana. Like, petulant and shrieky. Petulant and shrieky. Another one not where I'd start, but it definitely works. <laughs> so, uh, that, that rounds out the five traditional members of the Gatewatch. And while the Gatewatch has expanded recently, I think we'll uh, group the others together with non-Gatewatch Planeswalkers. Non-Gatewatch Planeswalkers. Part two. Non-Gatewatch Planeswalkers. And of course, we'll start with uh, the easiest casting job ever, Teferi. Teferi! He's a time mage. Time mage! He's been around forever, and he's basically Idris Elba. He's a blue-white aligned, basically Idris Elba. He's Idris Elba. I wonder who should play the man who's basically Idris Elba. Does anyone have any ideas? Easiest casting job ever, man. Idris Elba. Also, uh, maybe Keith David. Yeah, but you want to save Keith David's yeah. buttery tones for maybe one of the other planeswalkers, you, man. Yeah, you say you want to save it, the Keith David, for later. We have one vote for Keith David. I'm down one with vote <laughs> for Idris Elba, and my vote goes to John David Washington, the Dark Horse. He's Denzel Washington's son, if you didn't know. He's been in many things. Yeah, no, I can see it. He's getting started, really. He Most recently, most popularly, he was the lead in the film Black Klansman. I mean, I think All he right. might be a tad young. Teferi's generally portrayed as being one of the older planeswalkers. But he is a time mage, so he could probably look as young as he wants. Yeah, that's true. I think he could do it. I think he could do the voice. I think he could get he could get there. I really believe I in John David Washington. I look like Chadwick Boseman today. What's up? He decided hey, to look like Chadwick Boseman, apparently. I don't know why. I don't know why he did, but he did. I'm going with Anthony Mackie today. What do you think? He's going through a lot of different people. Yep. We're not really sure what he's doing, but... One vote for Idris Elba, one vote for Keith David, and one vote for John David Washington. Who's next? Well, if we're... We did mention Keith David, and I know this is one of Ethan's favorite picks... For a Johnny Goldmane, the white-green aligned planeswalker, traditionally white, splash of green in there. He is a Leonin, which means dude with a lion's head. Big ol' lion man. Lion man. White-green lion man, a Johnny Goldmane. 
He's basically the biggest Boy Scout of the Gatewatch, even more so than uh, Gideon sometimes. He's known for his affinity with healing and for having a bunch of buddies who are also lawful good lion men. Imagine Chris Evans, but a lion man. Ooh, Chris Evans, but a lion man. I like it. Yeah. Is that your vote? Is your vote Chris Evans? <laughs> no, my, uh, mine is probably Keith David. Keith David. Keith David is your vote for even, Johnny Goldman. Even though you need to save it, the David. Saveth the Davids. Now, well, I admit that uh, Johnny's generally portrayed as being fairly uh, calm and level-headed. I'd love to see that giant lion man and leading his group of lion buddies being voiced by the one, the only, Brian Blessed! <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be beast. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, because then we could save Keith David for another role. Well, I mean, he's, he's led Hawkmen. He deserves to lead lion men as well. Yeah, get the whole... He, he could collect all of the actors that he uh, characters that he's played. That's true. This is very true. Brian Blessed, Boss Nass, Flash Gordon, uh, Shakespeare. Oh, uh, Blake like Seven. all of Shakespeare. Yep. Literally, uh, just so many. Blake Seven. A lot of people remember that. Mm-hmm. We've got one for Keith David, one for Brian Blessed, and my vote is going in a slightly different direction for fun. I'm gonna go with Brandon Routh. Oh man. Um, from... Formerly Superman in... The, okay, yeah. Not the worst Superman movie. I was going to say, not the Henry Cavill, but no, the, the brand no. Okay. In what um, we considered the worst Superman movie until Zack Snyder and David Goyer proved they have no idea what the DC Universe is, and DC thought, hey, well, let's put him in charge of it. Yeah, I know. Who watched Superman Returns and thought, yep, we're going to go downhill from here? No, I... It was impossible to predict. It really was. Now, the Brandon Ruth one Horrible had, had uh, Kevin Spacey. It had Kevin Spacey, yes. In the bathroom with the toothbrush, and he walks out, and he's like, Lois Lane? And I will also say this. As much as that movie has a lot of problems and understandable problems, I think Brandon <clears throat> Routh himself yeah. did a pretty good job. Yeah. Now, speaking of... Uh, Lex Luthor and other comedically villainous types. We've got one of my personal favorite planeswalkers, and I'm sure a lot of people are uh, big fans. Good old Tibbers. Tibbers! Or Tybalt. Tybalt. The fiend-blooded. The fiend-blooded. And that's his shtick. He's part devil. He enjoys torturing people and is kind of dapper and handsome while summoning devils and demons. And he's known for being one of the worst Planeswalker cards ever printed, and as such has earned a bit of a mimetic presence as kind of a, you know, total loser. It's interesting and compelling, but maybe not fortunate. Yeah, it's Magic the Gathering's first comedic villain, and that's, I think, his big contribution. Oh, Magic the Gathering's first comedic villain, but maybe unintentionally. To be fair, that's entirely the fan stuff, but I'm going to lean into it, because I think the best person to voice Tybalt would be Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, what a choice. If there's anyone who can really ham it up and be a, you know lovable but massively overconfident dingus, it's yeah. Bruce Campbell. This is true. This yeah. is very true. He's very good at that. Bruce Campbell rides the dingus like Metallica rides the lightning. Sometimes that I sounds, say things. That sometimes you say things and you want to take them back, but it's too late. Well, They're going out to the whole world. It's, it's when you say you. dingus, you mean dinghy, a small boat, right? I mean an idiot. Quit or playing with your dinghy. <laughs> yeah. I watched I watched uh, Army of Darkness on Laserdisc. I watched Tommy Boy on Laserdisc. Yeah. Uh, but do you yes. have a vote? Do you have a vote that's not Bruce Campbell? Uh, go ahead. I have a vote that's not Bruce Campbell. My vote that's not Bruce Campbell is David Tennant. 
Okay, David Tennant. I could definitely see that. I think he's got that. Uh, he's he's very confident. He can do very smug. He's got a lot of things going for him, and we know he can voice act because he's recently been in Ducktales. He's been fascinated. I really like David Tennant. David Tennant has been on a roll, man. He was in Goblet of Fire. That was scary. Yeah, he's got. A, he can play things that aren't just kind of nebbish British guys. He, he deserves a little bit more than playing. Wait, isn't he? A, he was okay in himself? Jessica Jones, right? Yeah, he was oh, in Jessica true. Jones. Yeah. He was a horrifying villain in that, wasn't he? Yes, he yeah. was. I think he could do it. I think he could pull it off. And then, uh, I've just been handed a, a sheet of paper here uh, with a name on it, and that name is Casper Van Dien of Starship Troopers. Oh, Starship Troopers! Hey. And that failed attempt to do Mortal Kombat series. And we can't forget the best movie he's been in. Sa- Star Raiders, Star The Raiders. Adventures of Saber Rain. The Adventures of Saber Rain. The yes. Adventures. <clears throat> Seriously, guys, watch that right now. It's amazingly and terrible. With with your friends, get not some, terribly amazing. Amazingly get, terrible. Get some hooch and uh, some notepads. Get some hooch and enjoy you some Casper Van Dien. Yeah, it's a good day to buy. It's a good day to be Casper. He's the friendliest ghost. <laughs> Casper Van Dien, the friendly chin. But and he was Johnny Cage, chin. so he's got the Johnny Cage going for him. Even though, realistically, he was Johnny Cage in a series that was awful because they didn't know what they were doing. Yep. I would say you have a bit of a hobby horse for the Mortal Kombat movies, or at least for Johnny Cage. I have a bit of what you would call a... Uh, what, uh, how would, how would, how, what is the nomenclature? Uh, too messing? No. Um. Oh, it's, we're getting close. Getting close. <laughs> per, perlant. Right. Per- oh, right oh, no, no, no. no the, the one that means uh, dripping pus constantly. Oh, uh, pustulant? Close, but that means filled with pus. Yeah. Um, pe- anyway, pe- the point is Johnny Cage is what a man, and Casper Van Dien, what a man, and Casper Van Dien could play this role. One vote for Casper Van Dien, one vote for David Tennant, and another vote as well. And if we're talking about men, the next planeswalker happens to be a guy. We're talking about the big granddaddy, the first planeswalker to be referred to in the story, Urza. Urza. Urza, in as many guises. Urza, master artificer. Urza, other things. Urza, Urza of, also a League of Legends character, I'm pretty sure. Yes, of Urza's <laughs> saga, legacy, uh, and destiny fame. Destiny, what a game, really bad. Now, Urza's an interesting character because he's not likely to actually show up in any story being done right now. He's very firmly and definitely dead after being the center of pretty much magic's entire first decade of existence so, which makes him the perfect you know for this show because you have to assume this show is probably going to draw from the past heavily i'm just saying i think i think he maybe might, he's narrating he might show up in the background he might show up as a um in a flashback but i don't think he's going to be a main character i mean before he had the name urza what was his name was he just like the urza, plane, the his, planeswalker i believe his name was smeagol i I mean, he was the blind seer. There we go. But, moving on. Urza is a blue planeswalker Mm. who's mostly associated with the use of artifacts. He is an artificer. He's immensely powerful and generally regarded as being one of the more interesting characters that Magic has put out there. He sounds interesting. Yeah. I like him already with his artificing. He's He's a super old beauty guy. I mean, live action, he could be played by any, you know... 
But I think that I would cast him as an older gentleman. Yeah. For me, I'm thinking Clancy Brown has the chops to bring Clancy the Brown. Dragon. Patrick Stewart. Animation veteran. Well, and not only is he a oh. great voice actor, but he can really bring gravitas to a role. And say what you like about Urza. He's, because he's the first planeswalker and so many current Magic players remember being enamored of his adventures when they were 12, you got to bring some real gravitas to that. Some Clancy people Brown. are going to think it's controversial, yeah. but there's no character in all of animation who has more gravitas. Then Mr. Krabs. Yeah, I was going to say, Clancy Brown can do Gravitas. Uh, he, uh, was the second Highlander movie, or was it the first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Le- Lex depend- Luthor? He was Lex Luthor in the animated yes. Justice League? <laughs> Superman, get off my crusty crab. He has one of my favorite lines, which is, Do you know how much power I would have to give up to be president? <laughs> I thought that was an awesome Lex That's, Luthor that line. That is a very good line. <laughs> Man, for a lot of reasons. Uh... Roy, your your pick for Urza. My pick for Urza. It's interesting because my mind mostly goes to people who are already dead. Sadly, this is this is a dream match, so you can pick anyone who's. De- I mean, if you wanted, I could, but I kind of want them to theoretically actually be able to be in the show. Okay. Yeah, otherwise, we'd just say Vincent Price for everybody. For some reason, my yeah. mind, I would yeah. just say Sterling Holloway for every, or Paul Freeze. Mm. Basically, it would just be old Disney animation or, oh, voices. Say, or Thurl Ravenscroft, Thurl which is Ra- one of the I most steampunk names ever. Yeah, oh. the, you know who that is, right? The, the voice of, what, the singing voice for the Grinch, right? Yes, yeah, then I definitely know who that is. <laughs> he knows who Thurl Ravenscroft is. We all know who Thurl Ravenscroft is. He's Thurl damn Ravenscroft. He's the man. You, okay, you are the knower of names. If we're going I mean, for living people, for some reason my mind can't escape Sam Elliott. Oh, Ooh, Sam Elliott could definitely voice yeah. a good Urza. Yeah. Sam Elliott, I feel like he has a lot of acting range, but I don't know how much vocal range he has because he usually seems to do the same sort of voice for most things. Oh, he's like a grizzled cowboy, right? I was just watching Tombstone earlier because it was on TV again. It's one of my favorite movies. I mean, Tombstone, yes. The Ranch... With Ashton Kutcher. I attempted to watch The Ranch once. No, no, no. He doesn't just do uh, Western movies. That's he true. was also in Gettysburg. He was also in A Star is Born. <laughs> I was gonna, that's great because, like... <laughs> it's like, he doesn't just do Westerns. He also does other movies where he wears, wears a similar hat and has a long pointy handlebar mustache. And rides a and, horse and, and rides, has a pistol. And rides a horse and has a pistol. He pretty much always rides a horse, and has it, a pistol, and has a long handlebar mustache. And and, and talks with a gravelly Mark Hamill, re, you know, modern Mark Hamill voice, which sort of like... Yes, something like that. Mark Hamill, the physical embodiment of... Oh... I think Urza has produced some compelling ideas. That's what I think. And there's a lot of other planeswalkers and folks that we could talk about, but I have the feeling we shouldn't go quite over everybody today. Should we break this up and do a part two? I mean, by the time you get back, we'll still have time. I mean... Sure. I mean, animated productions, it takes nine months to make an episode of Adventure Time. This is true. So... And we can keep casting this even after they finish the animated production. Our choices are probably better than theirs anyways. Yeah. Potentially, as, as self-entitled greasy nerds, we know what's best for the thing we only know some things about. So be sure to tune back next time where we'll hit such fan favorites as Nicol Bolas the Dragon God. Nick, I'm excited for casting Nicol Bolas personally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, of course, Obnixilis, Ral Zarek, Frasca, and hopefully we can avoid too many snake puns. Also, Watley, Sahili, and maybe we'll get to some non-Planeswalker characters too. I mean, Lazav deserves some love. Oh, yeah, some, I'm into some, this. Some, some, some Laz, some Laz love. Um, 
Oh, Ashiok, also. Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. Part two is going to be riveting. I am excited for it. Does anyone have any final words to close out part one, which I believe is a rousing success? Peaches. Rousing. Peaches oh, they, is the final word. They come from a can. We leave you with peaches. <laughs>